Hey, uh, and welcome to Remember Music Videos. Each week, we'll chat about music videos that we love from an album of one of our favorite artists. We'll talk about the good, the bad, and even some things in between. My name is Dio. My name is Crystal, and we will be your resident music video aficionados. We've done some research, so you don't have to. We'll share little tidbits, fun facts, and give you our perspective on how we think these videos not only impacted the culture, but what they mean to us personally. We're sharing our love of them and hope you love them too. And so if you want to watch the music videos that we are covering this week or the previous weeks, um, you could check out our uh, playlists on YouTube, Apple Music, and Facebook. And with that, let's get it cracking. Hey, Crystal, how are Dio! you? I'm good. I'm good. I am. I feel like I need to find a better word that's not like excited, but I am very excited to talk about Missy Elliott's um, debut album videos today. Oh my God. Yep. I am pumped. I'm, I'm going to use that pumped, word. Pumped. pumped up. Is that bro? Is that too bro? It's like, oh, oh, oh. Stoked. Yeah. Stoked. Um, yeah. Super excited to cover Missy Elliott's uh, debut album. Uh, Super Duper Fly. That's all I got. <laughs> Yeah. And listen, what what an album it was. Um, I mean, it was released on July 15th of the beautiful year of 1997. Um, for those, just a little refresher on who Missy Elliott is. Um, born Melissa Annette Elliott, also known as Missy Elliott or Misdemeanor Elliott. Um, she actually got that nickname from Magoo, because he felt that it was a crime that somebody had so many talents like that. So that's a pretty, that's a pretty dope nickname, I'd say. Um, she was born in Portsmouth, Virginia. She started out in the 80s with the group called Faye Z, which was later changed to Sista. Um, Sista had an album and they were with Devante Swing's Swing Mob, Devante Swing of uh, Jodeci fame. Um, and then, you know, they did an album, they created and collaborated on music. And then, you know, eventually Missy left the group, but she kind of continued behind the scenes, um, doing some work with various artists, um, such as Aaliyah. We knew that she came out, she, um, she and Timbaland produced Aaliyah's second album, I believe. Correct. I used to love that, that album. That was yeah. a banger. And guess what? We're going to talk about that album later in the season. Yes, we are. Um, Missy got her big break in front of the camera when Diddy, a.k.a. Puff Daddy, asked her to hop on the Gina Thompson track, the Things That You Do remix. Do you remember that remix? The things you do. Yes, I do. I used to love that song. Um, to the point, I bought the album just because of the remix. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember seeing Missy and um, thinking, who is this person? And, you know, remembering her from 702. Yeah. Um, Stilo and... I remember telling everyone, you have to check this girl out. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And I still love that remix, that, that no. bad boy remix. Yeah. That's, that's one of the ones. I mean, if you really think about it, like if you were to look at the words, on a piece of paper, I don't think you would feel, you'd be like the fuck. But when Misty <laughs> drops that on a remix it's like oh what is it that is so dope and that's what that 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 remix that that was a remix i mean yeah say what a, you will was, about puff daddy but he was pumping out those remixes it was quintessential bad boy remix yeah right 100 and um in the music video we see baby missy and we see um baby um roddy jerkins in it in, in the video as well yeah. Ronnie Jerkins, another one. Just just pumping out here. child. <laughs> yeah. So so yeah, that was kind of our introduction to her in front of uh of the camera. And 
Sylvia Roan, who we spoke about, I believe in the, in the Brandy episode, because she pretty much was responsible for the, um, I want to be down remix. Remix. Um, yeah. 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 She actually signed Missy onto her, um, to her own label, Goldmine, um, which kind of was just to kind of produce, but she kind of had to be an artist as well. So that was kind of awesome that, you know, we got to, we would get to hear her producing other artists, but also be an artist um, herself. And um, this this album was produced with her with her uh, her good buddy Timbaland, and it actually only took two weeks for them to record this album. One for um, for Missy to get the vocals, and then the second week for all the other um, the features, which I think is just kind of amazing especially in the 90s, I think. Right. Yeah. Um, the album peaked at number one on the U.S. top R&B and hip-hop album charts, and it was a Best Rap Album nominee at the 1998 Grammys, but it actually lost to Diddy's No Way Out. Um, and this would just be the first of many platinum albums that... Um, that Missy would would go on to uh, bless the universe with. Yeah, um, amazing. I feel like we should go back to like the uh, the swing mob days, uh, the Jodeci Devante swing um, <laughs> weird the basement crew project that they worked on. Yeah, um, Phasey, which is was later known as Sista. Yep, um, they they met. Devante Swing after a Jodeci concert when they were in when he, when Jodeci was in Virginia mm-hmm. and they sang for for him and it just feels like one of those old school stories of when like artists meet other artists backstage and uh, backstage and they perform in front of them and they get a record deal yeah and that was kind of the story right um, and then you know they had their album as you mentioned. Um, and then I believe the record label just dropped them. Yeah. And yeah. And um, and so Devante Swing got the group, a group of uh, artists, which included Timbaland, Magoo, Genuine, Playa, Tweet. Tweet. Stevie J. Yeah. Yeah. Stevie J from Love and Hip Hop Atlanta Show. fame. Yeah. <laughs> And so they he basically got them into a basement in Rochester, New York, which sounds really sketchy. I didn't. Wow. First of all, it's yeah, cold right? in a basement. <laughs> Being cold and in a basement, rude. <laughs> right. And so they were just like writing songs and like you know coming up with uh, projects and stuff. But apparently, they weren't getting a lot of like recognition. They were trying to get you know in front of the label and. Um, they weren't getting paid and they did it for like for five years. And then Missy was like, what? Wait, 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 yeah. wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Five years. Mm-hmm. And, um, and Devante uh, was very competitive when it came to writing. And mm-hmm. of course, Missy was a great writer too. Yeah. And so he wasn't too thrilled that these people were really creative. And so he was kind of dimming their light. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, Missy said, I'm over this. I'm moving back home and I'm going to do my own, my own thing. And then later Timbaland escaped (laughs) as they said. Um, And yeah, they, they joined forces and they, um, they were lucky to do um, the album or the, the songs on Aaliyah's second album. Yeah. That's crazy in the sense of, just like like you said, like dimming dimming somebody's light, and because, because listen, I love Jodeci. I thought Devonte Swing was a great producer, great writer. Um, but it's also kind of like you would think, and you would like to believe that if somebody's in that position, that they can help somebody else. And it seemed like maybe one could argue, oh, he was trying to help them, not by keeping them in the basement, but by kind of putting to this collaborative, um, almost curate, curating these artists 
to kind of create amongst themselves. But in actuality, that really wasn't the case and call it ego. Um, yeah. I mean, let's call it what it is, probably ego. Um, and But it's also, you know, it's interesting how ego works and, you know, when it, when it comes to kind of creativity and, um, you know, listen, we, we are, Missy and Timlin are, are, are still quite relevant today. And um, some other people are not, but, um, you know, sometimes that's, that's, that's how it, how it goes. You try so hard to, to hold somebody, somebody back, but the universe, you can't stop the universe things. They might've been derailed for some years, but then they were able to kind of, you know, because they were so talented, they were able to kind of like break out of that. And um, we got to see them in, in all their glory. Yeah, totally. And then, like, even after, like, they broke out, right, they still had that group, which they later called the Super Friends. Mm-hmm. And that include, like, Timbaland, Magoo, Missy, Aaliyah, Nicole Ray, Genuine, Tweet, Static Major, even. Mm. Um, wow. And so, yeah, so, like, even through bad times, like, you still stick with the people that, you know, that are good to you right and so yeah. that's kind of what they did but yeah no super excited about this album right like missy once said and i quote the music we make is futuristic and that's definitely the vibe that we get from missy and timberland especially off this new uh first album oh my gosh that what what a segue speaking about <laughs> uh speaking about the future yeah like i think you know that that can you know that leads us right into the the first single which was uh the rain super duper fly that was released in july of 1997 missy and timbaland wrote that it was a timbaland production it used a sample from the 1973 um i can't stand the rain song performed by ann peoples and um we know that uh, this this was the first single and the first video um, released from this album, and it was the first song to reach the top ten in the U.S. Um, it debuted at number three on the uh, U.S. Billboard 200, becoming the highest debut for a female rapper at that time. Um, the video was released uh, actually a month before the actual single dropped, which can I just say, I kind of loved when they did that because, you know, you got the visual visuals from this, from a song and you just couldn't wait to be able to go and purchase the single CD or cassette or however you were able, a track, whatever. Um, (laughs) And it was, there was just such a, a level of excitement and it made you just love the song and want the song even more. And then don't get me started on like the remixes and the instrumentals and all that, that would be accompanied with that, you know, with that single. Um, So this was the first video that Hype Williams directed for Missy. Um, And we know that he would go on to direct um, most of the videos from this album and worked with her um, for for the next, uh, for subsequent albums as well. Oh, one thing I wanted to know about Hype Williams, um, he did a, a, a talk back for uh, R- Red Bull Music Academy, and he was talking mm-hmm. about the first time he actually met Missy was on the set of the Jodeci Feening album, and Devante Swing actually asked if he... Um, and the language that Hype used was, you know, he had these... Um, can his kids come to the uh, quote unquote, I'm quoting air quotes, could his kids come, come to set so they can be kind of exposed to the, to the, to the, um, to the industry. So they wound up being, um, you know, Hype Williams said yes. And they wound up working craft services. And these kids were Timbaland, Genuine and Missy. So they actually, um, that's, that's when he first met Missy. And of course, he didn't know at that time that he'd be working with her later. But I just thought it was interesting how, you know, humble beginnings, just, you know, the crafty PA. Nobody usually really wants to be the the crafty PA. Um, 
I would totally want to do that. But anyway, I, I digress. <laughs> um, so we know big part, one of the most notable things about this video was the, I know a lot of people refer to it as like the garbage bag suit, but it was actually, let's, let's give it a little bit more credit than that. Yes. It was a patent leather blow up suit that resembled an inflated trash bag um, that Missy's wearing during this shot. And we know that Hype Williams, a lot of the time he used that fisheye lens that he yep. would use for mini Missy videos and um, Busta Rhymes videos and other other videos that he would um, direct for, for people. Um, and she also told VH1's Behind the Music she said, we came up with this idea of being in a big plastic garbage bag, basically. I said, I'm going to show them. I'm going to make a record and it's going to be big. And I'm I'm going to be big too, literally. I'm going to state my size and that's it. So if we can just think for, think, just take it back for a second. You know, we have Missy, who's a, um, a, a writer, a singer, a rapper, a performer. Um, she's, she's a black woman. She doesn't tr uh, fit into the traditional body size, um, if you will. So they probably wanted to, not, not probably, they either wanted to market her in a specific way or they didn't want to market her at all. But then she's like, you know, I got an F you for, I got an F you for you. I'm going to be I'm going to make this video and I'm going to be in this huge suit and you can't deny, like, you think I'm big? Yeah, I am a big bitch. Here I am. Yeah. So I just think that's just like, you know, an ultimate way to just be like, you know, I'll show you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, even going back to Hype Williams, right? Like the fish eye lens makes everyone seem larger, right? with that lens and um i mean hype williams is known for that that's his signature at the time was his signature style his technique um i mean later on he his signature style like evolved and like he was doing regular widescreen ratio where you would split the screen um you'd have a second second shot in between like the upper and lower bars mm -hmm. and that, but that's like later on but um yeah fisheye lens was a big thing but i think another theme that hype williams especially and we see it in this video it's it's timing the way he uses think like how certain things are sped up yep. or slowed down yep and then i think timing is very it's going to be a, a theme that we see across um these videos yep. um yeah 100 and also like you're going back to what you were saying society shuns like thick black women right oh yeah mm -hmm. and so she missy was like i'm gonna exaggerate my features right yeah. like um even in post-production like her eyes you know are are exaggerated her mm -hmm. lips are exaggerated um and i think it just challenges the idea of like over sexualized body images society puts on women yeah right and so I do love this one part in the music video where she um, she had she holds the air of the suit mm -hmm. to make it seem like she has bigger boobs, or she bends over and makes it seem like she has a bigger ass. Yeah, and then she bent and she looks at the screen or she looks at the camera and smiles. You know yeah. what I mean? As in, like, yeah. it, this is this is I like to say it's camp. This is pure camp. Yeah. Right. Where it's like, it's everything. It's an exaggerated view of things. And yeah. um, there's a wink and a nod to it. Yeah. I love it. I love a wink for <laughs> sure. Yeah. That's amazing that, you know, she was even quote unquote allowed to do that. But yeah. um, that's what she was doing. And, and nobody was doing that at the time. This video still is ahead of its time. It still yeah. is that could come out today and it would still seem ahead of its time because it's so, you know, 
the colors and the shots and and like you mentioned the 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 timing she definitely you know when i think of missy for sure like you know visionary innovator trailblazer all those all those words um because that's what she was doing and the fact that she that's her that's her introduction as her solo self to us talk about like you know bursting on the scene with a like with a bang well it turns out there was a leak in in that outfit yeah uh, so talking about bursting at the seams yeah <laughs> totally totally yeah it was a uh, june ambrose was the costume designer she's worked with tons of on tons of hype williams videos and she's worked for tons of of artists and she actually um she never designed that type of suit before but of course she was like i'm down um, and they actually had to go to a gas station to get it inflated. And on their way back from the gas station, they noticed a leak, but it actually turned out that that leak was helpful because had it have been fully blown up, she wouldn't have been able to do any kind of dancing that you could recognize. So, right. so that was helpful, but also fun fact, which I, um, which I found out was that because it kept deflating june ambrose was in the back of her with a bicycle pump we don't we never see her but she is in the back of missy just kind of continually pumping it up while you know so it would maintain the level of inflation that it needs to be but not not too much um and also as you can imagine it got really hot so in between takes there were like fans being blown um and when when i when i read that i, I you know because sometimes you think of um, I don't want to use the word divas, but like if you, you, you hear of, or you've seen clips of usually actresses, maybe they're on set and they're, somebody's fanning them. Um, mm -hmm. and you're just kind of like, what's happening there. But something like this, when you're actually in a patent leather suit and you have all these studio lights, you actually are burning up and dying. So the, actually the fact that they had to kind of not only have people on the outside, you know, fanning her, but they actually had to put fans inside um, of her suit as well. Is just kind of like, you know, that's Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, vinyl doesn't breathe well. No, it no, it doesn't. <laughs> no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Yeah, and that was a that was a three day shoot, and that that shoot in that in that suit took up like you know a third of that, so like one whole day for that. Um, and another thing I wanted to mention was those uh those glasses that she had on oh yeah um they were vintage elaine mickley fireframe yep. glasses and they actually had to insure them for 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 25k <laughs> um oh, which was, i thought was, was that interesting. much that's what they had to insure it for i wow. i guess it was at least that much yeah vintage fashion darling <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's just, you know, the things that, that go into making, um, a video and, you know, this short, this short, what was it? Four minutes, maybe not quite four minutes, this video, three and change, um, all the, the blood, sweat and tears and time and planning. Um, but it was worth it. I say, because this is one of, this is one of the ones for the, for the ages. Like this is always, this is a video that is going to continue to pop up on like best videos of all time. And again, I'll say it again, it can still, if it came out tomorrow, it would still be, in my opinion, ahead of its time. Yeah. 100%. Futuristic. Futuristic. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, the actual video is like seeing Missy in these various surreal scenes. Um, and I know everyone talks about the black patent leather and vinyl suit, but you know, there's other things that are amazing about this music video, right? Yes. And it's like, one of my favorite things is the scene where we see her sitting on the hill, like Loren, like Loren. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And, um, it's um, like there's something amazing about it because it, it feels like it's her spin 
on a dumb blonde, right? But she's not. And there's something amazing when she has like a disassociated look. Yeah. And then smiles and comes back. Like it's it's that camp element that I was referring yeah. to earlier that is like amazing. Yeah. Um, she mentions, um, you know, there's a line where she goes, can we get kinky tonight? Like Coco. Yeah. And then we see. And then we Taj. see Taj. <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's like, okay. And so she fits in our R&B universe, right? Our hip hop yeah. R&B universe. And um, the cameos are amazing. Um, yeah. She also says, you want to play with my yo-yo? Yeah. And guess who shows up? Yo-yo. <laughs> Love it. And then we see like cameos with, of little Cam and little C's. Mm-hmm. 702, yep. The Brat, Diddy. And what's so great about the, about that is that these are artists that we know and we like we love and we appreciate. Yeah. And they're they're like kissing the ring, right? They're they're saying we support Missy. And it's it's great to see them there. But like with like as I mentioned before the timing, they're in those scenes and but they're moving quickly. Like they're sped up. Yeah. And so you know them but then now you see them in a in a different light as they're sped up and which make them fit in this surreal universe that like Missy created. Yeah. So you can see how all these people can exist in this different version of reality that Missy's prov- providing us, right? Yeah. So it's like so great. Um but yeah, and then you know, we see her dancing um in the rain on stage yep and with with dancers and they're all wearing vibrant yellow raincoats mm-hmm. well she's she's wearing the the raincoats and the dancers are, we- are wearing the yellow uh waterproof overalls and then you see the lightning fa- flashing um like lightning <laughs> um mm-hmm. and it goes along with the thunder and uh yeah it's just the timing is amazing because like i said some things are sped up but some things are slowed down, right? Where she, yeah. even in the song where she goes, what, what's the lyric? It's like, I feel the wind. Five, five six, six, seven, seven, seven eight, eight, nine, ten. Eight, mm-hmm. nine, ten. Like she's taking her time. Yeah. She's letting it breathe. Like she's not worried about cramming words into like the song. Yeah. She's just letting it breathe. And yeah. it's, she slows it down and I don't know. I just think it's it's phenomenal. Yeah. And even how we even start the song, right? Where she tells everyone, I'm super fly. Yeah. Super duper fly. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> That's bad bitch things. <laughs> it is. Yeah. And she's like, you know, she's not she's not taking herself too too seriously. And she know, you know, you're you're saying that it's very camp. It's very like mischievous. It's very just kind of like, yeah, yeah, whatever. I'm just doing this. Yes, I I, I do all these things, and I'm doing this rhyme, and it, and it's just and it's fun, and these visuals are bright, and I am. We're about to pivot so hard on this scene that you're not, you can't help but to like love it. It it was definitely. A complete complete one eighty, yeah. Of what was happening in hip hop and R and B, yeah. And yeah, thank goodness it happened. Thank goodness, <laughs> we love you, Missy. <laughs> and another thing that was interesting about the Rain video was that Lori Ann Gibson was credited with choreographing this. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yeah, there were, there were some articles, and it, it was saying yeah, that was one of her. Um, one of her not her first one but one of her early videos that she that she choreographed awesome because we love our boom boom cat can you explain that story didn't you come up with that no you did (laughs) as i remember it um we were watching her uh do choreo i think it was for making the band and she was okay. breaking down the dance moves and she 
she said, it goes a boom, boom, cat, boom, boom, cat. And then you and I just, whenever we hear a boom cat, we bring that up. We go boom, cat, a boom, boom, cat. I love a boom cat. I love a boom cat, cat. And you definitely hear a lot of cat cats happening in the rain, super duper fly with Missy. Um, yeah, but that reminds us the time we ran into Lorianne Gibson. We were, it was after work, I believe we were working at MTV, and um, we were going to a release party for Nick Jonas. And lo and behold, we're grabbing a drink before like people start arriving, and we run into Lorianne Gibson. And I believe you went over and you were like, "Hi, I'm a big fan." I did. That sounds so unlike me. <laughs> Talking to somebody? What did she say back to me? Do you remember? I don't remember. I remember grabbing a drink, and then when she, when you came back, we both went a boom boom cat. <laughs> I vaguely remember that, but I love that I went up to Lorian Gibson and said I was a big fan because, which I, I was, loved her, and I have boom boom cat to thank for that. Yes, to be honest. Yeah, and that brings us uh, to the second video off this album, which was uh, Sock It To Me. Yes, Sock It To Me, featuring the brat. Um, Shout out to the brat who uh, is going to be having a baby soon with her wife. TikTok told me, TikTok showed me a gender reveal yesterday. It is going to be a boy. It is going to be a boy. Or so we'll see. Um, anyway, we'll get back into it. So yeah, so Missy, um, and the brat and Timbaland were writers on this. Timbaland produced it. It used a sample from the 1968 Delphonics song, Ready or Not, Here I Come, You Can't Hide from Love. Um, Hype Williams directed, Hi-Hat was the choreographer. Um, the song peaked at number 12 on the U.S. Billboard Hot 100, and uh, it was released in the U.S. with Pass the Blunt as the B-side, um, and internationally, Released Attention was the B-side. Um, June Ambrose was the costume designer again. The costumes in- were inspired by uh, Mega Man, which was a Japanese video game series. Um, and uh, the video takes place on a remote planet where robot monsters are chasing Missy, um, who's got this, who's decked out on this red and white suit with a big M on it. And Lil' Kim's in the video as well. She's got a red, kind of like a pink, like a red on pink, maybe fuchsia-ish. Um, suit with a with a K on it, um, and then they're kind of being chased by these, you know, yellow monsters, and I think a green monster, and uh, the brat rescues them, and um, she's actually decked out. She's kind of on like a an air jet ski sort of, and she's kind of giving like you know transformer vibes. I actually really liked her outfit actually. Um, and we see Timbaland in there. He's, you know, he makes a little cameo. He's to me, he's giving some like a uh, mad scientist vibes. Do you want to hear my take on it? Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Inspired by Capcom's uh, video game Mega Man. And yeah, so Missy and Lil Kim are dressed in Mega Man outfits. Timbaland is dressed as Dr. Willie who is the villain in the video. Oh. And they're and they're being chased by robot monsters, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have T's on them. So I'm assuming they're Timbaland's um, robot monsters that are chasing. Makes sense. Yeah. And, um, and then we see, uh, what's her name? <laughs> Lil' Kim? And we the see the brat. And we see the brat um, in her outfit and her helmet is giving Dragon Ball Z vibes, right? So it's a nod to uh, Japanese uh, animation as well. Um, But yeah, the music video uh, starts with a Missy spaceship leaving Earth. And I'm assuming is landing on Mars because Mars is a red planet. 
-hmm. And so Missy and Lil Kim on, are on this exploratory mission. And um, and then there are shots where we see Missy with red hair and red camo, as well as the dancers. And it makes sense because Mars is a red planet. So they're going to be in red camo. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Yes. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. So they're being chased by these robots um, that, like I said, belong to Timbaland. Um, and they are escaping, but then um, they're sh like, they actually are running away from them and then later use their jetpacks to, um, to escape, but they get shot down and then they fall into water because at the time, I believe we thought there was water in Mars. <laughs> so, um, and so they swim and they escape the water robots as well. And as you mentioned, the brat comes on with a ho hover bike and takes them back to the spaceship. I think that this music video is a, a, a way to escape, right? Like, I think the theme is escaping. And so, you know, Missy growing up had a rough childhood and she mm -hmm. had her, like her, her father was uh, abusive towards her mother and they had to escape from that. And so that kind of ties into this where like they're just running away from things um yeah and so also um the take on this song is surprising right because like according to urban dictionary socket to me is an expression from the late 1960s 1970s that liter literally means give it to me but generally had an underlining sexual connotation so mm -hmm. socket to me <laughs> um, but she didn't do that. Like she did it. She, um, the vision was more like sci-fi fantasy. Yeah. And, um, I think this paved the way for music videos like Intergalactic by Beastie Boys, right? Where they go mm. and they do the, the, um, sci-fi fantasy, uh, genre in their music videos. But yeah, I mean, great song. Um, a lot of fun and just see, even seeing missy in this big mega man outfit still dancing it's like it's adorable yeah it looked like really fun to make just like missy and lil kim just i want to know what they were talking about and you know how i mean they there's a lot of green screen involved i'm sure but um, no i thought they were in mars <laughs> listen maybe maybe they were i don't know it's missy she's next <laughs> level they they possibly could have you know they might have had the budget to actually go go to mars but just you know like what like you've mentioned in in past episodes it's just kind of like they're friends people are friends they're friends. They're, they're hanging out on each other's videos and they're you know they're actually working together and they're creating together, but they're also actually friends. And they're like starting these exploratory missions to Mars. Yes. I wish I could do that with my friends. <laughs> do you want to go? We can, sh let's go to Mars next, next weekend. Are you free? Let's not. <laughs> 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 I'm good. I'm going to stay here for a bit. But yeah, overall, amazing music video. Um, I mean, I think any of these music videos, it would be fun to be around, like, all these creative people. And, you know, Missy seems that seems to have a great sense of humor. And I think, I think that's why everyone loves her. And she's a cancer, right? So cancers are great people. Eh. Um, I mean, <laughs> they're great. Some of the greatest people in my life are cancers. I would not trade them for the world. Which is your top uh, cancer in your life? Um, I think... You took too long. That's not okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm upset. I think it's time for us to take a break and um, make Crystal uh, think about certain things and uh, her friendships. <laughs> Thinking, thinking, <laughs> thinking. All right, we'll take a break and we'll be right back. Wow, what a long break. <laughs> what a long break. We are going to do that bit 
every time. Um, <laughs> uh, welcome back. We are discussing Missy Elliott and her debut album, Super Duper Fly, this week. And we're super excited about it. And the next music video that we have lined up is Beat Me 911. So Beat Me 911. Uh, which is featuring 702 and that dude called Magoo. <laughs> it was written by Missy Elliott, Melvin Barcliffe, a.k.a. Magoo, and Timbaland. It was also produced by Timbaland. This was a video that um, Hype Williams actually didn't direct this video, but instead it was directed by Earl Sebastian, who previously worked with Jamiroquai, Tori Amos, and Madonna. This was Missy's third single. The video premiered in February of 1998. And June Ambrose was also the costume designer on this video as well. Yep. And in this music video, um, we see like a hyper-saturated dollhouse, right? We see Missy. Missy's like a girl who's like every girl who's a, a princess. And so she's like decked out in this yep. gaudy outfit, <laughs> like, you know very plasticky um mm -hmm. and she has her dolls which are 702 mm -hmm. and they're just hanging out um and so there's uh the, the fantasy world is you know missy is with a bunch of her uh stiff twitching robot like dolls that have p painted joints on them um and so there is a scenario where there is a doll missy uh, as well and she's hanging out with all her dolls. And so she's asking Magoo to beep her 911, mm -hmm. um, and she'll call him back. Um, she just, you know, she'll be right there. She just wants to know where he's at because um, she doesn't know where he is. Where is he? <laughs> but then we find out that Timberland and Magoo are at a doll strip club peep show. And so Doll Missy is no longer a victim because she shows up at this peep show with a whip and she's not happy and all the other doll, doll pole dancers um, that were doing choreo <laughs> with Missy, they attacked Timbaland. And then at the end, um, Missy steps on the toy car that Timbaland and Magoo were riding in. Um, Cause at the end of the day, they're just toys. They're boy toys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boy toys. Yes. Yeah. And so um, I think we should acknowledge 702 in this uh, music video. We know 702 worked with Missy on their debut single, Stilo. So 702 is returning the favor and they're featured in this music video and song uh, for Missy's debut album. Um, but I think, should we mention that Irish from... Uh, 702 she looks like she looks uh like holly bailey yes yes doesn't she look very yeah. like they would be yeah no i agree she would be like her little mermaid sister i was looking at I it wonder. i'm like wait and if anybody else feels that way yeah i know but um yeah this is a uh, again another music video where timing is elevates the the visuals right where everything is sped up um and so you see like missy like hyper blinking and just like doing the robot which works well in this doll theme right <laughs> um so all, yeah. doing those robot moves works perfectly um but i remember hearing that missy growing up she would perform uh, in front of her dolls and she would put up the doll's hands as if they were like cheering for her and so that <laughs> i think it's a nod to that you know what i mean it's like I yeah I, I, I used to grow up singing to my dolls and guess what i'm going to incorporate this that into my music video i love that yeah so creative that's like a dream like talk about a dream come true right <laughs> did you know 702 was discovered by sinbad no i did not <laughs> Anyways, that's neither here nor there, but we should bring that up when we do 702. Yeah, yeah. Did you ever beep someone 911? Yes. What was it for? Was it for like a real good reason? Probably not. <laughs> I think we mentioned that last time, right? Where it's like, the only reason to use beepers was to 
show people that you had beepers. Yeah, totally. And then a Kate, yeah, it was, yeah, there was no reason. And I really did like of all the people not to have a beeper, I should not have had a beeper because I didn't go out that much. I wasn't allowed to go out as much. <laughs> like, how did I even have a beeper? Like, did my parents know I had a beeper? They must have. I don't remember, but I wasn't paging anybody 911. Um, and nobody was paging me 911. They would page me hello, which I lived for. Remember, you would put in the the, the certain, there'd be a certain um, number configuration. I don't remember what it was. And it'd just be like, was, hello. It was zero seven seven three four four. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and it'd be like, oh. <laughs> so kind of like that was like a, a text before before texting, I guess. But that was the only thing you could actually text. There may be other things that you could say. You could say he, I guess. I bet you could say he, 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 yeah, probably. (laughs) (laughs) I remember at Besos, we used to do in the, in the Latin community. Oh. That means kisses. That (laughs) means. That's so cute. I know. Meanwhile, it like they charge us probably like a dollar twenty-five. Yeah, it was it was ridiculous. I yeah, totally unnecessary. But that just goes to show you how you know that's what your friends had, and that's what you wanted too. Even though there was no need, zero need for it, you're like gotta have it. But <laughs> that's do what the kids were doing. That's what the kids were doing. That that that's peer pressure. Do you think it's time to hit him with the he? I think it's time to hit him with the heat. Yeah. So this was the fourth and final single released from um, from the album. It came out in August of 1998. The original version featured Lil Kim. However, the video version featured Kelly Nicole Price, Mocha, and Timbaland. This was another Timbaland um, production. The single wasn't eligible to chart in the U.S., but it did um, chart in the U.K., and it was a top 40 hit over there for um, for four weeks. It was shot on um, on seemingly one day, March 1st, on 1998. Um, and Paul Hunter was the video director this time, um, and Hi-Hat was the choreographer, and again, it's like, you know, in the nineties, there were, it was, it was, it was Hype Williams. It was Paul Hunter. It was Lionel C. Martin. Um, and then in the, in the later nineties, it was like Billy Woodruff. And it was those, those were like the, the main go-tos. Um, so if you, you got your video directed by one of them, you were, you were hot stuff. You were hot stuff. I was so upset to find out by doing research for this that this song samples Bjork's yoga I know I was so like Crystal I was you should, pacing you up and down yeah because I love that song yeah and I did not hear it in in, in the this video. remix yes. yeah yeah oh my god I was so upset you couldn't talk to me for a couple of days yeah no it's um, fair I, I get it I I see I see um, why. I know yeah. you're you're a huge Bjork fan. You actually introduced me to Bjork, and now I am a huge Bjork fan. That is one of my top five Bjork songs. So I had to go back to the video, and it took me a second. I was like, wait, I know this is supposed to, but where? And I was like, oh, wow. The moment I um, read those words that it sampled Bjork's yoga, it all clicked. Like I didn't, I knew exactly what it was. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I did not even piece that together. And I was really upset with myself. Yeah, that's that's fair. It's gonna be okay. You're gonna get over it. You're gonna be fine. Yeah. It's gonna take a it's gonna take some time. Yeah. Um, but you know, this version of the song is included on in the Can't Hardly Wait soundtrack, which is an amazing soundtrack. Um huh. uh, yeah, definitely check it out. But instead of starting off with Timbaland, it has the original Little Kim verse mm-hmm. um, that we find in the album. Um, yeah, so this music is pure medieval fantasy, like before Game of Thrones. 
I mean, the TV show. <laughs> Before Lord of the Rings, the movies. Um, yeah. yeah. And so we see Missy um, in a chainmail poncho and a chainmail headpiece. Yes. That feels like, it feels African inspired. Yeah. Like a, like a Koopa mask. Yeah, it's definitely from like, you know, the Republic of Congo, if you know masks. Anyways, um, it's, uh, yeah, so it, it it's giving they, like, she's a sorceress, right? So the aesthetic is a complete different, like, it's a pivot from Beat Me 911. Yep. Right? So it's like, now it's darker, there's grayscale, like, haunted castle. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, we see Missy as a sorceress. And then we see like dark a dark night on a horse that spits fire. Yeah. And so she's magical. Like she levitates objects, the dancers, even herself. Um she and there's a parts of the music video where she's in those um those suits mm-hmm. that are giving homage to Smooth Criminal. Yeah. Because she was a huge or she is a huge Michael Jackson janet jackson a fan yeah uh, i remember hearing that when she was younger she would beg her mom to like buy her stamps so that she could write to uh, michael jackson and janet jackson mm-hmm. and she would write letters like telling them lies she would say like oh like you know i have cancer i'm yeah. sick <laughs> yeah because she wanted she wanted them to come and take her out of school and like yeah. take her out totally um so fantasy right like and yes. it makes sense here yeah um yeah and then we see you know cameos who do we see on this music video we see um genuine we see magoo we see playa we see nicole ray we see kelly nicole price uh and i think that might be it yeah um, and they're all like in the either they're in the castle or they're in the woods under an umbrella. We see the violin violinists playing that yo- uh, yoga sample, which I'm still upset about. <laughs> um, and um, it's amazing. The song also features actually samples the intro to Al Green's "I'm Glad You're Mine." Oh, yeah. So check that out. Um, Interesting. But wait, you said the, overall, the video. The video. The video version. The video version. Or, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. Or even, or even the 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 version that you hear and can't hardly wait soundtrack. Gotcha. Um, yeah, it's an amazing music video. But I think we need to go back to what the song is, right? So hit him with the he. Mm-hmm. According to Urban Dictionary, hit him with the he means to give someone the old punch up or to drop a fat beat on all the player hating suckers. And listen, that's exactly what Missy did. She hit them with the he. I think it's a nod to like, you know, that her infamous he he yeah. Yeah. Right? I think so. And so yeah. And then she ties it in with the horse theme, right? Like they because you're hitting them with the he and you're hitting them with the ha. Mm-hmm. So a he ha. <laughs> feels really like I see what you, you know, did there. I see what you did. Horse related mm-hmm. and that's why we hear horses in the background of this music video and we see the metallic horse and we see the the fire spitting horse um that that dark knight is riding. Mm-hmm. Um definitely moody and um yeah, pure medieval fantasy. Yeah. And again, just like, you know, she she's giving you all types of flavors on this um with these with these with these videos um just so ahead of her time and this if you think about it like this was the debut this was just the beginning we're not getting into it in this episode but we could have many missy elliott album um chats about the albums that come come later because she just keeps pushing that envelope and we will (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Great. Um, I think that takes us to this part of the show that uh, we like to call. So what are you listening to? We. 
That was a so horse. we each sorry. What? That was a horse. Sorry. <laughs> um, so we each have 30 seconds to go over a song we're listening to this week. It doesn't have to do with this week's album or artist. It doesn't have to be a good song. It doesn't have to be a bad song. It could be a guilty pleasure or a track you heard about that you wanted to check out. Um, it doesn't have to have a music video, but it can. Um, yeah, so I guess that leads me to ask you, Crystal, what are you listening to this week? Oh, am I going to go first this week? Okay. Ladies first. Again, I could have gone in so many different directions, but um, I chose to go in the direction of a track that came out in 1993. This was actually the first artist who Missy wrote a song for. That artist was Raven Simone. That song was That's What Little Girls Are Made Of. Are you kidding me right now? I kid I kid you not. I'm sorry, I'm gonna interrupt you. One, I used to love that song. And two, I <laughs> of did course not. you did. <laughs> I'm not surprised. You're welcome or thank you. <laughs> um I did not realize that she wrote that. Yeah, she wrote that. Um, Raven was eight years old when that song came out. Um, and um, fun, interesting fact about that was Missy wasn't in the video. And apparently they didn't tell her that the video was being shot. But uh. in the video during Missy's verse, there's a light-skinned woman that's lip syncing to the track um and apparently missy didn't fit the image so she wasn't going to be in the video which number one is effed up and number two that also fueled the fire behind her being um you know for super duper fly just kind of like listen i'm gonna be this big bitch for you you're not going to tell me about your your video shoot after the song that I wrote for you, that was the biggest track off that album that I wrote for your for your little artist. Okay, I got you. <laughs> but um, but anyway, yes, Raven, not Raven's fault. She's eight. She's just doing what she's told to do. Um, and the video opens up with um, it kind of it reminded me of Remember the Time, Michael Jackson's Remember the Time video as it opened because like Raven is kind of like this um, like the Amon character, if you will, and this her manservant, which is very creepy now, but he kind of leans down and he whispers, what are little girls made of? And oh. then she tells, <laughs> it's super, it's super creepy looking back, but then I guess, I guess it was okay. Th 30 years ago, I guess it was okay. Um, and then no, she- No, it wasn't. <laughs> but she begins <laughs> to tell him. <laughs> um, and then, you know, we see Raven as like the, um, like a, uh, a seer or or, or a, um, a, an oracle or something like that and blows that uh, blows fairy dust, uh, a magic dust. And then we see different scenes of Raven. She's dancing. Um, she's, um, you know, doing her hip hop dancing. She's doing lots of bogling. Um, she's, she has a, a diva moment. She's giving like old Hollywood sitting on a couch with like her, her hair in a towel. And she's just like, I'm fabulous. And she just, she's just rapping. Um, and then we see her driving a Jeep down the street with her grown friends, which is kind of weird, but it, it was 1993 and it's a video and that's, you know, they don't have to, they don't have to make sense. Um, and then we see, you know, Papa Rati taking pics of her. And then um, I get, you know, we see her being like a, a, a bad boss. She, um, a, a bad boss. girl boss, a girl bad boss, girl. A, bo a boss. Yeah. But boss, um, she gets out of the helicopter and she's just like calling all the shots. You know, she's just, she's ahead of her time. She's eight years old and doing, doing a lot of things, doing a lot of things. But anyway, that was longer than 30 seconds, but that is um, what I am listening to. And also I will say Missy did write Raven's lyrics and she wrote her own rhyme, but it was, you know, it was a huge hit for Raven. And that was, um, you know, Missy's introduction into to writing for, for other artists in the game. Wow, that is great. And I'm definitely going to be listening to that because I used to love that song. And <laughs> I did not realize there was a music video and I'm going to check that out. Oh, yeah. That's exciting. So, 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 so my question for you is, what are you listening to? 
Oh, God. Um, so what I thought was our first introduction to Missy, and that was when she was in the group Sista. Yeah. I remember when the song Brand New came out. Mm-hmm. And I loved the song. Um, it takes you back to a time when, you know, you had a crush on someone and you would write their name with your name. I mean, I never did that, but. You know. <laughs> yeah, other people you've heard. I've heard. That's I think that's what people do. Um, but um, yeah, it, the song is features, of course, Missy's part of the 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 group. She's actually kind of the lead. And yeah. uh, we see Missy like with a ponytail and bangs, uh, just like the rest of the the group. And um, just it's just like a cool like vibe song. And you hear Timbaland repeating a line over like, you make me feel brand new or, or I can make you feel brand new. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the music video, Devante's doing it and you're just kind of like, you know, now that we know, you're like, oh, this feels yeah. a little dirty because we know Timbaland and Missy are, I don't, I don't want to say the, the only creatives on this uh, track, but they kind of are. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, definitely love that song. Um, definitely check it out. Put it on the playlist. Um, yes. So definitely uh, check it out. I love it. Yeah, I remember... I haven't listened to that song recently, but I I remember it. It still holds up. It's good. That Missy, just keeping it fresh, always. I mean, Crystal, you you went up me with uh, our first introduction to Missy. <laughs> well, listen, you wouldn't have known from the video because she wasn't in the video. Yeah, they pulled a uh, CNC Music Factory on her. I was going to say, yeah, 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 100%. The 90s, that tracks, but it's just kind of like, if you're going to have somebody write a song for you, write, rap in the song for you, the song is charting because of the words that you wrote. Um, You're not even going to tell them about the video. It's almost like I would have rather them say, oh, we're shooting the video this time, but the record company decided to go a different direction, so we're not going to have you be on it. Which, don't get me wrong, that still would have been effed up, but it would have been a little bit more transparent as opposed to like, did they did they just not think she was ever going to see the video or ever find out about it? It's just shady. What What is it that that, that Q-tip say, that Q-tip says? Um, breathe and stop. Record company. What? Breathe and stop. <laughs> He's record industry people are crazy. That's one of his lines in one of his raps or something to that effect. Bitches be crazy? No, record industry. Oh. <laughs> record industry people are shady. That's what it is. I'll find out what what record what what, what track it is. Um, but any event, yeah, that's you know, it's listen, it's rough being a, being a woman in the industry. Every vagina gets fucked. Oh God, say that again. No. <laughs> if you have a vagina in this industry, it's over. Good luck. Oh my. Um. <laughs> you can cut that out. No, I'm gonna keep it. <laughs> People should know. People should know. Um, but didn't Destiny's Child do that? Destiny's Child do that to uh, their members? They basically shot the music video, and yeah, the members that were kicked out did not know that, and they were just yeah minding their business. And they, I think it was BET or MTV, and they're like, "Oh, did we shoot a music video for this?" <laughs> and they're like, "Wait, who are these people?" Listen, the '90s, cutthroat. <laughs> yeah, no, totally, <laughs> totally. But I mean, I'm kind of trying to think of if, has there been an instance that you can recall where that happens with dudes? Or maybe we don't hear about it because, you know, it's more salacious to hear about women, like, you know, screwing other women. I don't, I don't know. Or maybe it's because more often than not, like men are controlling these women younger women it's a listen we could have a whole episode about shadiness and just to clarify a trap called quest check the rhyme industry rule number 4080 record company people are shady <laughs> so everybody knows 
I guess. But it just seems like when you hear something like that, it's just kind of like, wow, that's pretty, um, that's pretty blatant. I can almost argue that the Missy Raven situation was worse because again, she wrote, she not only wrote, she produced that track and she rapped on it. As opposed to Destiny's Child, you can say, you know what, you know, the other girls might have just been background. They're not writing anything like whatever. You could probably argue that it's all it's all messed up. Don't get me wrong. It's all friggin shady. Um, but the person that is literally responsible for um, your track being successful, you just decide to completely cut out and not even be, you know, have the. Uh, have the balls to say, this is what we're going to do. You're just going to be like, not mention. No, not, just, just do it. And we'll, 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 we'll deal with the fallout after, I guess, or whatever. Well, I mean, we're lucky that, you know, Missy has been seen in the, like in the future or it has been seen afterwards. Right. Where like, yeah. Um, and I do want to do a, an episode where we'd cover all the music videos that Missy is featured in. Oh, because yeah. there are a lot of jams that, you know, yes, maybe Missy isn't the main singer, but the bars she brings, she heightens yeah. these songs and makes them bangers. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. So this was, this was a good, this was this was a fun one. This was definitely a fun one. Yeah, I can't wait to talk about the Missy features and future Missy albums. Yes, absolutely. It just kind of goes to show you, it's like, if you're talented, you, you, you know, just keeping at it and, you know, being at the right place, the right time, getting connected to the right people, you can, you know, you can get where you're where you're going. And she um, she did. And she's, you know, she's still in the game. Yeah. Just hit him with the he. Just hit him with the he. Yeah. And then beat me 911. <laughs> and then sock it to me. <laughs> I got nothing else. <laughs> I'm super duper fly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's the best way to end it. Yes. And that does it for this edition of Remember Music Videos. We want to thank everyone who gave us a listen. A huge thank you to Missy, Miss Damina Elliott, for giving us something to talk about. Our theme music is by Audrey Harris Culver of Lady Socket. If you'd like to see the music videos we discussed today, you can find them on our YouTube channel, Apple Music, and Facebook. And give us a follow on Instagram and TikTok at RMB Podcast. Just a reminder that all videos might not be available online or in your territory, but that could change, so keep checking. If you have any thoughts, want to share your own tidbits, or want to fact check us, just send us an email at remembermusicvideos at gmail.com. If you like what you heard, go ahead and click that like button, follow, or even subscribe. But most importantly, remember music videos. And if you don't know, you better ask somebody, baby. Until next time. Bye. No animals were harmed during the recording of this podcast. I remember grabbing a drink, and then when she, when you came back, we both went a boom, boom, cat. We're ridiculous, is all I can say about that. Yes, that's one hundred percent accurate.